Football Manager Football Show. Brought to you by scoreline.ie. It's the Football Manager Football Show. It is episode number 102. Uh, my name is Ken McGuire. Uh, nice to be not in the forest and back in the studio where I am joined by... Robbie, I'm getting it in first. Uh, okay. That just goes to this fucker. This fucker. Thinks he's fucking top of the heap now. Thinks he's top of the heap because he writes a few documents. Had a good had a good day. Yeah. He's writing manifestos, man. Manifestos. Manifestos. They're manifestos. This is such a ridiculous they are. inside joke. It's too inside. Well fucking explain to him what you're doing then. Tell him what tell him what your job is. Tell him his job. He's fucking usurping us. That's what he's trying to do. He's after niggling his way into this podcast just to sit, just to keep track on me and you, Ken. Numbers are not as good either. My brother says I'm a virus. Yeah, you're a fucking virus. Wow. Yeah. Start wearing a mask around this motherfucker. Damn. I'm Phil the Power Shaler. Get the fuck out. 180. <laughs> that's all right. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah, not bad, isn't it? Horrible. Yeah. It's a legend of sport and he's taking the piss out of his name. See what I mean? I don't but like, that's what I don't like this week. cocky, arrogant Robbie. Big I like, Phil, boy. I like the little bitch boy that came in. 16-time champion of the world. Yes, Mr. O'Keefe. Phil Taylor. They went to your drop Arguably the greatest one. sports person of all time. Argu- wow, will you what? stop? 100%. You shut your mouth. 16 world championships. Who else can match? Ric Flair. Yeah, boom. Uh, we're talking about real sports. Uh, yeah, I'd say that uh, wrestling is more of a fucking real sport than darts anyway. No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, a lot more athleticism darts, I suppose the word you'd attach to darts is genuine. <laughs> <laughs> genuine people don't doing a genuine fuck, you, thing. You can, you can play darts in a pub. No, no injections in darts, I'll put it that way. Alcohol. They inject board, the dart into the board, you three dickhead. Darts. Absolute dickhead. You're taking steroids there. So, uh, okay, this uh, turn. How is everybody's week in football manager land been, lads? I don't know. Do we have any shout-outs? Let's get this over and done with. We do. Uh, Lee Quinton. First of all, actually, before all that, uh, talk about what you missed. What was the story with the late podcast drop? uh, So what had happened was I uh, extended my holidays by a day, which I hadn't planned, which... And That's what you can do when you're the head of sports. Which you know, going right? into podcast podcast day. Well, I say extended my holidays. I was away and I was supposed to be back in Kilkenny on the Friday and I didn't get back in Kilkenny until the Saturday. Where did you go, Ken? I went to Longford, lads. <laughs> why Why did you go to Longford? Why would you do Is that the kind of when you come back, you're like, I'm so grateful I'm from Kilkenny? Or <laughs> is it that sort of a thing? With commiserations to the people of Longford. I actually have no idea what Longford Town looks like. We went and, and went to Centre Park. He and, did Centre Park, Robbie. And did a far. No, no, no fucking want for a bit of adventurism and voyeurism. No, no. He goes to centre parks where it's all laid out like a cruise ship. Yeah. A cruise ship in a forest. Where's the imagination? With no water and everything else. If you had a child, I'm sure you'd want to relax too. That's never going to happen. Never say never. I got got to, oh, my friend is pregnant. I'm like, oh, congratulations for them. (laughs) Congratulations for you. Get your kid away from me. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Lee Quinton. Lee Quinton uh, slid into the DMs last week. I think it was last week. And I had obviously missed this then because I was away. Uh, He had been doing his whole, um, uh, he's got, uh, oh, he was actually with AC Milan. Where you have spent some considerable time. Ah, don't go there. So, right, his save update after a tight first season and mid-table safety with AC Milan, he finished seventh. That was worse than I was when I got sacked. Why did they keep yeah. him on? He was six points off the top. You were only five. I think it was four. And he was nine points off rock bottom, which was 12. There was 12 points between the top of the table. That's rough. Can you imagine that in a league? There was 12 points between the first team... What is there, 18 teams in Syria? 
20, I thought. 20. Uh, so, tw- but 12 points between the league leaders and the bottom side. Nobody went more than three games unbeaten total carnage nobody got the sack the database that they had built had a playoff in order to decide who was going to get relegated Uh, he's also played catch up on a couple of episodes and was going back to optional loan fees that were used in loans he said they were using loans where the loan club pay the majority of the wage so the selling club get a bit of wage relief in exchange for potential transfer fee loan with a minimum wage in to put uh, this tends to have mandatory fees work in football uh, finance let, before oil rig finance. Let's let, let's use a recent example of Yo Felix, Felix, right? Che- Chelsea are paying eleven million for Yo Felix as a as loan, a loan fee. fee. I'm paying a hundred percent of his wages. That's right? incredible. If Yo Felix lights up the the league, right? Yeah, and which he he won't get the chance to do because he's suspended now for the next three games after being sent off against Fulham. What but if he title. lights up the league, right? That is only to the benefit of Atletico Madrid. Right. Well, it is considering that he also signed a contract extension out to 2027. So say if Chelsea do end up making a bid, they're going to have to pay a lot of money. Where, like, like if the optional fee was in there, then Chelsea can pick him up for pittance if he like or whatever they would have deemed or if do, he lit or, up the league. Or do you just so do that it doesn't and go, help? Like they go, do you know what? We just need somebody to do a job for four months, five months, six months and you go, I have... It doesn't help the selling club. That's what I'm saying. That's like, And it doesn't. There's no real advantage bar the loan but if you leave that out it's still a loan and you can Mm. still sell the player but if the player lives up to potential exceeds the potential you are bound to that optional fee. As I... Luka Jovic was a prime example. He went on loan to Frankfurt from Benfica Frankfurt picked him up for five million, and in the same transfer window, sold him for like sixty million to Real Madrid. Mm. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, the the Joe Felix one will be a, a bit of an interesting one. I don't know if Felix is the kind of player that will stay at at Chelsea, but you would imagine Chelsea have history of bad transfers, like uh, uh, especially for number nines and strikers. Mm. Like you look at they Hello, brought in Pato, they brought in Higuain, they brought in Falco, they brought in Torres, they brought in Lukaku. None of them. Let up the league. Where are Shevchenko now? going back. Now, obviously, there are ones like Didier Drogba who were just amazing for them. And Diego Costa who is arguably the, a good, uh, Who was Chelsea the Romanian guy. fella that they had? Adrian Mutu. Mutu who got banned got busted for, for yeah, the yeah. cocaine. Mm, back in the day. Uh, so that was Lee Quinton's uh, side of things. Uh, Daniel Son was in touch. He started his 1860 uh, Munich save. He won the uh, third Bundesliga. He was given no money to strengthen, so he sat around the relegation zone. January came, and then Frankfurt came calling, so he made the jump to the Bundesliga. Jesus, that's a high, fairly high jump. Uh, jump to the Bundesliga. It uh, brought them to a ninth place finish after joining them in at 14th. Then Bayer Leverkusen came calling at the end of that season, so he's made the jump to there. He's currently sitting top, two points clear of Bayern geez that's fairly decent at the top of the Bundesliga he's awaiting the Europa Conference League last 16 draw that was early this morning Lee Riggs is in the top 6 in Argentina fuck Lee Riggs you're only in the top 6 come on man we did top two like oh, all yeah. season long. I dominated that league. Uh, in the he's, second half, he's got eight games to go. He's got Boca away, and then he's home to River Plate. King Cerveto has just passed thirty goals for the season. Vamos Argentina, vamos Almagro, viva the revolution! Regards, Senor Hector. That's an interesting one. Sooner Jetta was in touch. Um, asked for a bit of a save update from him. So. 
He's got his Wrexham save year one is almost over. He's going to finish the league, uh, National League, with more than 100 points. Fucking hell. Uh, Mullen may move to the MLS. Leighton is going to Houston. He's a decent squad already for next year, possibly two. Oh, sorry, possibly two years. Uh, the goal is to get Wrexham into the Premier League inside six seasons. Says he's going to be doing a Sir Alex Ferguson challenge save as well, either in France, Italy, Scotland or Germany. What's that? Um, this is where you... Isn't the Alex Ferguson thing, you kind of... You sim the game forward to uh, November... Or when you uh, take over. Whatever, you take over the club that was in in 18th or 16th or wherever United were and then you try and do all the kind of things that United did like win X amount of cups within X amount of years and certain new team players and blah 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 uh, so he's going to be doing that in either France Italy Scotland or Germany he thought about doing Spain or Portugal but you guys are doing uh, that we're very much uh, in Portugal Tyler Devine is going for a second consecutive Champions League title with Newcastle last night I hope he got it uh, he dropped some stupid points in the league he's going to end up third in 2036 he's thinking of making a switch to a big club in a smaller country when the opportunity arises Ajax or PSV Maybe, which I think is is all right. Uh, Helstead uh, has started uh, season four. Although he's heard there's many problems with the game, he's very much enjoying his trip with Brighton. He's currently looking forward to the Conference League. Got drawn with Ren Ghent and Shamrock Rovers. One of the lads uh, for a week. He was top of the Premier League with a six-one win against Leeds. And obviously that's why I was hiding in the forest trying to sort out a mess. He can see a mass exodus on the horizon. Benfica under investigation for match fixing. Not in this game. Not in this game. Oh yeah, what's the story there? You fucking, you absolute wagon you. What did I do? You were fucking match fixing. Oh I was, yeah. yeah. Going into the editor, that's what he's doing. It's all yeah. coming to light now. That's it. Yeah, it's all there. That's 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 why I'm in the position that I'm in. Um, but that's that's a lot of the shout out side of things for this week. You want to get in touch on the tweet machine? It's at FMF Show or fmfshow.com. Hit the contact button there. I'm so tired, Ken. I'm so tired. I'm weary. You know why? I was up all night thinking about this fucking podcast. Thinking about thinking, thinking about, about certain <laughs> games and results and tra- and transfers, transfer windows. Oh we, man, I'm we got transfer window talk. I'm absolutely nuts on the transfers as I normally fucking do I would click any comedy club tonight that's why the game took 17 hours last night we started earlier I keep looking we started we started a full half hour earlier I was looking at an hour earlier we started at 8 I keep going to the the game status window and I can see I'm waiting Robbie's been waiting for about 4 minutes for somebody to click continue and all I hear is kind of like it's like it's like like the click of somebody reading through 17,000 scout reports going like the look of that lad no, I was watching wrestling. Look at that, <laughs> I was watching <laughs> AEW, and then I looked at some 1998 Raw. Yeah. Um, but we've clicked any comedy club tonight, Kevin. You do. And you we do. Have, we have, I, have to, I have to think of jokes. So if you have any funny jokes, let me know. <laughs> Send them in. And Send by them the time in. you listen to this podcast, well, the comedy night has happened. The, oh, I have seen I a gr- tonight, I've seen a great one and I'm stealing it and it was only on Twitter and it was from a guy called Pogue McGoal uh, Pogue McGoal is an Irish publication that's in magazine form that delves into some class stories on football think, Re- of, think of it like the Irish equivalent of Mundial yeah it's it's, it's 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 beautiful it's a beautiful thing but he put up a yoke about Salt Bay and the World Cup and how Salt Bay basically like just inserted himself into the World Cup and how FIFA we're like, no, we've we never given permission to go on and touch the jewels or made trophy. Literally like full tracksuit or full kit, John Terry look. And he goes, but considering it's FIFA, I'll take that with a pinch of salt. Oh, oh magnifique! 
Yeah. I loved it. I really hope there's like stealing it. 60, fo- 60 football fans sitting in the crowd for you this evening. I'm going to get everyone to sing Ole Ole Ole. Jesus. Yeah. Get that get that on video. WWE as well up for sale. Yes, are you going to buy them? Uh, I, uh, I, I'm not. Can I have a raise? Sure, what do you need? $400 billion? Probably. Yeah. But the, this whole Saudi investment stuff, I don't know if I can... Uh, it's a scam. I don't know if I can get behind it. Robbie, Robbie's big on uh, this whole sports washing stuff and he's talked about it before and he's talked about the Guitar World Cup and he's talked about Newcastle being bought by the Saudi Investment Fund. If they do that with WWE, I don't know if I can follow it anymore. Same with Manchester United. They're up for sale as well. If Saudi... Two things I love, Ken. Oh, wow. Yeah. What if the same group like that for the buys past the WWE years. buys Man United and then Vince McMahon is the new chair Brock of, the, of the Man United board? Vince McMahon, interestingly enough, years ago was apparently going to buy Newcastle United. What? what? Yeah, Vince McMahon was like going to buy Newcastle. Like pre-Mike Ashley years or, uh, or during I'm, I'm Mike Ashley I'm typing it into years. Google right now. And obviously then the AEW owner, Tony Khan, and his dad, Sadiq Khan, own... Um, Harrods. Fulham. Is it Harrods? Huh? Fulham? Fulham. Fulham. Fulham, Fulham, yeah. Who also had a very good win over Chelsea last night. Yeah. So, in, the, in the league. Yeah, but well Vince McMahon uh, allegedly interested in buying Newcastle FC. That was 2014. Okay, that's that. Yeah, okay, that's that's a while ago. Uh, this week in Football Manager Land, the World Cup has been happening. It's and happened. It's gone. It has happened, and by the time we get to our first game, it's it's been and gone. I'm going to give you a rundown of the results because these are completely fictional, and this is how uh, it panned out in our game. We ended up with the last 16 of the World Cup, where Netherlands beat Wales 5-1. Poland knocked out France 2-1 Senegal beat the States 3-0 Mexico needed extra time to beat Denmark 2-1 Spain needed extra time to beat somebody 4-3 I forgot to write down who Brazil beat Ghana 4-1 Croatia stuffed Germany despite German domination 3-0 and Switzerland beat Uruguay 2-1 Did Belgio score in that one? He did not No Fucking Belgio No it didn't seem to score an awful lot or did he score any in the World I Cup? think I don't know but he got European golden boy No he got the golden boy. So we do World Cup quarterfinals. Netherlands 2, Poland 1. So Netherlands go through. Spain beat Brazil in the quarterfinals 2-1. Mexico beat Senegal 2-1. And then Switzerland, who I have Seferovic uh, playing uh, for Switzerland. They went and beat Croatia 1-0. So Belgium got to go home early from the World Cup. Yeah, I was delighted with that. Then into the semi-finals. Netherlands beat Spain 1-0 and Mexico beat Switzerland 2-1 to set up a Netherlands-Mexico World Cup final in Qatar where Wout Weghorst, Memphis Depay and an own goal saw Netherlands beat Mexico 3-0. Manchester United effect, boy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Actually, you know what was interesting? Remember when uh, Martinez came back for United and they all clapped him on yes uh, like before the game and Rafael Verano wasn't starting that game I'd imagine he wasn't starting that game because he's going to be sold he no well no because he didn't wasn't going to clap, clap, clap uh, him on very possible yeah because Maguire I think started that game who was Shaw um, or Maguire who did I see in the who did I see in the newspapers this week Talking about United spending a hundred million quid on a fidget spinner. Oh, so Eric, they are, apparently it's uh, observed through the club that they overpaid for Anthony. Ah, there you go. That they overpaid for him, and they're not paying for the player that he is. They're playing, paying for the player that he could potentially be. Well, you want to hope he lives up to that potential, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, so we start this week with the draw for the Allianz Cup quarterfinals. Who did you get? In the Allianz, uh, 
Is this some GEA thing? Because they... No, it's the, it's, it's the proper name of the cup that we're oh, in. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know. In the quarterfinals? Yeah. Oh, I ended we up... had just come off last week. We, oh, had, we, had yeah. played the, we had played the group games. Well, no, I had a game before then. Did you? Oh, you did? Yeah. With your pre-season friendlies that are looking to make money and... Yeah, went up against, against Manchester United. And wow. I already, I lost 4-3 to Liverpool. But Inacio was injured for it. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of injuries uh, in, the, in the team. Now, it is a bit of a second-string United squad. Brandon Williams is playing right back. Rashford is starting now. But a uh, bit of a second-string squad. But I'm 2-0 up at half-time. Oh, actually, sorry, yeah. Because you'd imagine United would have had an awful lot of players at the World Cup as mm. well. Yeah. yeah. So it's 2-0 up at half-time. Attendance is low. And I was kind of like, why is it, how is it telling me that I'm going to make this, this much revenue from it? Because you have to pay United X amount to come over. Yeah. But the attendance is very very low like there's fuck all people in the stadium so I'm like what kind of revenue did it get but the match was televised so um, <coughs> uh, then I get uh, Ricardo Asagio he's injured Rashford pulls one back for them it's 2-1 win against Manchester United right. nice is and that, then is that actually going to do anything for you for the season ahead uh, no it's, uh, I was in a profit then for December Sound now probably in a profit because of the wages don't get paid out, you know, like per appearance fee and stuff yeah. as well. So you're probably in a profit because you're not playing as many games. But I made about half a million vanilla profit. Well, that's all right. Yeah, Robbie, well, how did your week start off? I got family cow in the League Cup quarter final. I've actually never won this trophy. Uh, made the final four times, lost all four times. So that's one to try and achieve this season. Um, it's a big game, obviously, because I'm on the back of, I think it's four unbeaten games at this stage and four wins in a row, actually. So trying to continue that, um, albeit it is probably the least important of the trophies. I start Owen O'Connor again, the Irish teenager on the wing. He was mentioned in last week's podcast, I believe. He got a good run in the League Cup and I start him there. Unfortunately, the game doesn't end well for him. He actually comes off injured. I'm not sure what the nature of the injury is, but nevertheless, um, he did have to be subbed off. Um, it's a good game, generally, I play quite well I have Borges on the other wing with Otavio behind Ivan Nilsson who I usually play off the left in a 4-2-3-1 but I'm playing him up top at the moment because I believe the World Cup is still floating about and I don't have the likes of Taremi and Tony Martinez available for selection um Early on, even Nilsson goes in behind. That seems to be kind of my plan of attack throughout these League Cup games to get the ball into the number 10 and to feed Ivan Nilsson who runs in behind. Um, but he shoots wide, kind of a half chance, nothing to write home about. Um, Joe Mario then, my right back, has a strike that goes wide at the near post. He's good at driving forward, Joe Mario. He got a goal a couple of weeks ago where he just kind of finds that space in between kind of the left back and the left centre back and just drives straight through it. Um, but unfortunately, that went wide at the near post. Um... I get a penalty for a foul from a corner and that's going to be a team across a lot of my games how strong I am a set pieces at the moment it's a beautiful ball in by Otavio who's brilliant at free kicks and corners uh, there's a foul Ivan Nilsson takes it but it's a poor penalty it's saved so I'm going in, going in at half time nil all but I'm absolutely dominating I've had 11 shots they've only had 2 my XG is 1.38 in comparison to Family Cow which is 0 0.08 and I've had 70% possession so at this stage all I'm thinking is I'm dominating need to sustain the attacks avoid counter attacks and set pieces and eventually I will take one or two of my chances hopefully um, about 55 minutes in 
I substitute Ivan Nilsson because it's not going well for him up top. He is more of a left winger, I must say, and he's having a good season and he's on a really good run of form. But I bring on the Iranian striker, Taremi, and within five minutes, he scores a really good goal. Gruich plays a brilliant ball over the top. Again, the plan of action is to try and get my main number nine in and behind that defence and to kind of make runs off the centre-backs along into the channels. Um, Taremi continues it, his rich vein of form, of course, because he's been scoring in a lot of these games. Um, it was a really good finish, a good goal. I go 1-0 up they hit the bar with a snapshot and I mean if this had went in it would have been one of the goals of the season it was about 30-35 yards out which just fell to nice. um, one of their I players used to the term snapshot thanks yeah. um, fuck you thanks <laughs> uh, and they have that shot it hits the bar this is coming from nowhere they've had very few chances as I mentioned O'Connor then comes off deep into the second half um, Taremi goes in behind again misses it was Borges this time to slip him in behind and he doesn't finish Tremi's a very erratic finisher I must say and it's something he's going to have to improve on while his form has been quite good uh, he's got to be far more clinical he has probably better attributes in terms of his physicality and technical skills in comparison to Tony Martinez but Martinez is a better finisher and that's kind of why uh, I'm trying to sorry I'm very distracted here because they're passing over laptops yeah it's just pictures of you no it's not it's a, it's a snapshot of Shane's uh, uh, football manager 2022 early Haaland 35 games 48 goals behind him then Kylian Mbappe with 18 goals and 33 appearances carry on which are little piss poor can I interject Robbie ah uh, sure you already did and ask is there anything that you have done to unlock Taremi because a couple of no. pod, a couple of podcasts ago it was like fuck this guy a couple of podcasts ago I didn't know what I was doing and I still don't know what I'm doing Ken Taremi yeah, just so happens to be finishing he's not I on the actual stream when we're so someone else could be playing Jesus Christ you'll actually know by the nature of these scores obviously I won't spoil all my results that the wins are similar-ish and the losses and the draws are similar to what they have been when I'm on the stream so internet connection is not a good thing in the countryside in Ireland unfortunately Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people that live in the countryside will understand where I'm coming from there but anyway to go back into the game I win it 1-0 uh, I dominate the game if I'm being honest lads 14 shots to 4 3 on target they had none on target I had an XG of 2.02 and 66% possession uh, a good result again as I said the League Cup has now has become a target considering how horrible the Champions League campaign was and the fact that I am a fair distance off uh, winning the title so a good win on to Braga in the semis because they bit Vicente in the quarterfinals on penalties so something to look forward to there it's it start it start it feels like it's starting to go beyond the slow paced casual stuffy one nil kind of thing yeah. that, that could have been there from from the outset and now it's like you know you go in you go okay well there was fourteen fifteen shots on goal yeah. plus we swallowed up the possession like seventy percent mm. by the time you get to the end of the second yeah, half is an I'd awful agree. lot of ball like I'd agree. I think I think it's a good point to make because it doesn't feel as clunky and as reliant on moments in games. There's more mm. of a structure, there's more of a identity to the team that continues on. And um it, it looks a lot better. It just does and it feels a lot better. Um I, I don't feel like I'm leaking chances, even when I'm winning games, it doesn't feel like I'm clinging on at the death or anything. Um it, it seems quite good at the moment and the team I think the best thing that happened nearly was the fact that we had the PT Cup I think it was and then a run of three League Cup group stage games and that was kind of it was just a breather from the mess that was happening in the sense that the pressure pressurised games obviously are your Champions League ones and 
more predominantly really your league ones and I just couldn't get out of that run of not getting consecutive victories so the League Cup allowed me to kind of reassess play against with the greatest respects slightly weaker sides uh, get some wins on the board and I think it could act as a foundation for the second half of the season fingers crossed in Easter and I actually have familiar cow coming up at home next in the league okay. so familiar opponents again so uh, we we were talking last week about um, so the way the way that this league works is that you have to have X amount of players that have featured in uh, first team games in the last Two. couple of games and oh. then you have to have oh, yeah. a, and you have to have a minimum of two under 21 Portuguese players in your starting 11 I like that so has has that led to like for for the league for the league cup run of games say with the group games were you able to get a consistent 11 so like a, like a same 11 playing no. each, of the, each of the groups or, or no not really I mean you see the likes of O'Connor there on the wing I've given him a chance um, it's still been a considerably strong side I just say that quite frankly they've been I've been coming up against teams that aren't as good I think and yeah. that has allowed me to get results and to build upon that and like you know, like I know it's football manager but in any sport once you get a bit of momentum and a bit of confidence results bring that and, and you continue that on so I don't think it's been a sense of a kind of settled starting 11 or anything like that yeah. it's just been more so that I have been playing against teams that I should be beating I am now beating and because I'm beating them consistently the performances are matching the results more than patchy performances a good result here and then a patchy performance leads to a draw or a loss so I think that's where the improvement has stemmed from rather than I I understand where you're coming from but Mm. I think it's more so the opposition than myself that has allowed me to probably step it up another level okay um I start this week uh, by finding out that Chiquino has gone for two weeks. Paolo Bernardo, who I had been using, I think, in one of those under-21 roles, is gone for four weeks, both out with strained ankle ligaments. We draw Boa Vista in the Cup quarterfinals. Uh, I arrange a new contract for Rafa, because we're coming up to the end of the year. Anybody who's been playing on the regular is like, yeah, i got to give me more money. And wage structures at, at uh, Benfica are a bit mad. Like, John Brooks is on 34 grand a week. I've somebody out on loan who's on seventy something grand a week. Are you paying some of his wages? I have uh, <coughs> no. No. no, okay, no. that's good. Which is grand. Uh, it won't be. A, it'll be a problem at, at the end of the season. Have you ever tried to offer a player on loan to the club to purchase, <coughs> and they never take you up on it? Offer a player on loan to the club. Sorry. So when you offer a player English? to purchase, it goes to the loan club as opposed to putting it out to everybody. I think. So. So oh, as in if I have somebody that's out on loan already? Yeah. So you have that person out on loan, right? Yeah. He's on 70 grand a week and yeah. you offer him... Uh, for sale. T- for sale. Yeah. That goes to the loan club and then the loan club always refuses to purchase him. Well, that's that's probably fair enough. Well, like, you know, you would even think if they were lighting it up. Well, don't get me started on fucking actually trying... Because oh. I, have, <laughs> I have a bit about that. I'm going hard on this today. Okay, fair enough. Well, look, we'll, we'll go through uh, both visas. So Ramos wants a new contract. I do give Rafa a new contract. I hand it off to... I have a little chat with the agent. We try and bring down the money side of things, first of all. Um, but he's pretty much, uh, I think, at least doubled, if not trebled, uh, his wages he's going to 69 grand a week I am going to be broke but he's class at the same time Borussia Dortmund were sniffing around Napoli are looking at Grimaldo for about 26 million decent money 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm getting unstuck uh, with this under-21 job again. Uh, so I end up slotting in Antonio Silva in the defence in place of Otamendi, who's wrecked. I have to make Gilberto captain at least for the first half of the Boa Vista game. Fabio Martins, early doors, two minutes on the clock, free kick on the left edge of the area, amounts to nothing. Uh, he gets a wild shot away two minutes later, again, amounts to nothing. Rafa fires one across the goal after some good build-up play. Uh, there's one swatted away two minutes later. Fabio Martins again, Booked, persistent, fouling. And then I lose Gilberto to injury. This is all 12 minutes into the game. Uh, so Goncalves is on. 45 minutes on the clock. Just heading for halftime. Boa Vista. Ball is in the back of the net. But it's disallowed for offside. So we go into the break at nil all. Otamendi comes on. Silva comes off. Couldn't start Otamendi because of the under-21 rule. But I need uh, a bit of a general in the defence side of things. Pays off. Two minutes into the second half, Morata and Otamendi. Otamendi runs forward about 20 yards out of the defence, finds Ramos with a through ball in the middle of the box, dinks the keeper, it's 1-0. I bring on Arsnez and Ristich for Grimaldo and Fabio Martins before either of them get sent off. I stake Rafa out on the right wing uh, I've moved Draxler out onto the left hand side and I have Arsenal's playing as an AMC and now we're firing Otamendi on the hour mark has the armband back on finds Florentino Luiz outside the box a little short pass to Ramos cuts inside on the left hand side switches the ball to his foot on the right bends it around the keeper 2-0 as was so good to watch and then they start going more direct. I Meanwhile, Ramos is pushing for the hat-trick. Ristis tries to get in on the action. Enzo is taking pot shots. Everything is getting cleared away. We are all over them. Less than 10 minutes left in the game. Ramos gets the hat-trick. He's really... Because we've started contract negotiations. And this is the... I think this kind of raised its head before and we might have talked about it in season I don't know, like last year or the year previous where you have a player who's looking for new contract and new money. Maybe Mo Salah was a real-life example. And they started absolutely banging him in and knocking performances out of the park. And you're like, Grand, we'll do the new contract. We'll sort it out. And then as soon as they sign the new contract, he's going to shit the bed in January and he won't score between here and May. This, this is actually something that uh, resonates in real life. I think Ashley Young maybe touched upon it or it's a story about Ashley Young. So when players are coming up looking for a contract, maybe in, instinctively they start pushing it that little 10 percent more which a 10% more in the Premier League is going it's to amount massive. to is going to amount to a lot and then once you get your reward it just naturally kind of you don't so have your goal I have my contract yeah Same I have every I'm, so, I'm sorting over the next three years if Not I just keep my head players, down though. Huh? Not with the real well that's why players. they're the top players then yeah, yeah. you know what I mean they yeah. never they never want to stop striving but I, I have heard that uh, from lads who have previously played football is that they, it, everything just goes up a level when you're looking for that contract yeah. you know what I mean and well, it's I, don't, a, I don't agree with Salah I think Salah gets undue criticism I think his stats this year have been remarkable again oh they, they um, have now like the, the yeah. talk at the time but there was a lot of talk at, about at, that at the, at the yeah. time that he had got a contract I know it's not maybe your opinion but a lot of people say oh he got a contract and it's similar to Aubameyang and that I think Salah's head and shoulder know, head and shoulders Aubameyang, Aubameyang and Salah are like Aubameyang's done Oh yeah, no, no offense. To no, but when he signed that contract with Arsenal after doing the FA Cup, oh done. Uh, but you can see that watching all. But the, what was sad Jesus. about that was Aubameyang was probably. I, 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 maybe this is not fair because I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But he was definitely amongst the best strikers in the Premier League 
at that stage. I mean, he carried Arsenal to the FA Cup, uh, scored in the semi-final against City, scored twice in the final against Chelsea. And he was having just a brilliant season that year with a pretty average Arsenal team. I think they finished eight or so. Um, but he just couldn't kick on after the contract, mm. which is sad, I find. Just a bit. Yeah. So Ramos will probably get his new contract. He's got the hat trick in this one anyway. Uh, Araujo uh, comes on. I haul Ramos off after the contract. Yeah, kind of have to, or after the contract, Jesus, after the hat trick. Uh, but we weren't done scoring. Arsenez, who's playing as the AMC, takes a ball from the halfway line up the right flank, cuts in towards the right edge of the box, goes straight across, finds the tightest of angles to beat the goalkeeper, rifles the ball back of the net. Norwegian industrious midfielder that he is makes it 4 0. Looks like they're getting one back, but it is chalked off. And we finish 4 0, and we're going through to the semi finals. Uh, just. Uh Congratulations on going to thank the you, thank you very much, by the way. And I'll talk about my quarterfinal. But I got a message off Connor with one end as we were oh, yeah, yeah. doing the podcast. He said, Caught up with the FMF show after paternity leave and the Christmas break. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, Robbie's rant the other week was top notch. Thanks. What rant was that? Was this the one where where we like the, the shackles kind of came off there for, oh, for a few was, minutes? Yeah, when, when people jump on the bandwagon around the World Cup time. Yeah. And he goes, I think Shane's rubbing off on him. Also, fuck Vince McMahon, right? <laughs> I love I love the little wrestling. I don't, I don't get the Vince McMahon thing. I do get it. But it's like this guy built an empire. Everybody loved the empire. And now he's getting rid of the empire. And he shouldn't. So basically what it is is that the man is running or was running creative uh, at the tender age of, what, 76 and a lot of people would view his creative vision as quite childish. Oh, I understand that completely. But what what I'm saying is... is, And not logical. Is like before Vince McMahon Jr., because his father was Vince as well, wasn't it? Senior. Yeah. uh, Wrestling was like... Not stuck completely, but it was very much like Southern America, wasn't it? Well, it was. It wasn't as worldwide as it is now. No, it's not. It wasn't as global. There was. There's these things called the territories. So each, well, I wouldn't say each state, but each region would have their own territory, and yeah. no promoter would promote a show in their territories. Yes. Vince McMahon basically said, "Fuck that!" With the advent of cable te- television, decided to start going into the other promoters' territories and stealing their stars. So. Like if you're AWA and you had Hulk Hogan there, Vince McMahon was going to promote a show in your area with the person that you've been promoting as the top guy for X amount of times, Hulk Hogan. And that's then how Hulkamania was, was born. The, I know it's a, I don't know what They got Roddy Piper from Portland. Stealing, but that was for the betterment of that sport. Well, the, a lot of people sports, would argue that sports entertainment. A lot of people would argue that the territory system was perfect for what it was. It wasn't this massive global thing, and that was naturally the next step. But um, Vince McMahon's version of wrestling is very different than a different promoter's version of wrestling, very different to another promoter's version more, of wrestling. More successful, surely. Yeah, but people would highlight Vince, like when you say wrestling, it's almost like UFC and MMA. People always say, oh yeah, did you see, you know, oh, I'm training I in train UFC. I train UFC. Yeah. No, you don't. Like, yeah. you, no, you train <laughs> MMA and it's the same kind of thing with WWE and then you have your Japanese territories, you have your Mexican territories, there's many different styles of wrestling. It's just Vince was able to glitz and glam it up and take it away from smoky arenas and make it look aesthetically pleasing and that's 
Well, he's kind of made it what it is today, no? I mean, you'd have no AEW without WWE or no 100%, but at the same time, like, Sir Alex Ferguson was still in charge of Manchester United at the age of 80 and was playing outdated tactics. You couldn't just let him carry on. Brian Clough, for it, as an example, at Nottingham Forest achieved tremendous things, but eventually he got them relegated with with his thought process. Well, I don't think there'd be the same level of vitriol. Do you know, I think it would be like you're, you're also, like Alex, please just, just you're watch also, it, please. Vince McMahon is also coming out off scandal, uh, yeah. some scandals as well. Like, yeah, you know no, I mean? understand that, but I, I, there seems to be no warm towards him at all from wrestling fans. None. No, and I, and I think if you read into the history of Vince McMahon about accusations of murder cover up and all that kind of stuff, you would understand why, maybe Jesus. a bit more. But anyway, back to football manager. Yeah, I think we could have had a murder that cover went up. Dark. In, yeah. <laughs> a murder cover up in the yeah. transfer well, market. Jimmy Snooker, all this, uh, <laughs> like, there's a lot of shady shit. Anyway, talk about shady shit. Let's talk about this transfer fucking system with yeah. football manager, right? So before my game against VT Gumierez or whatever, I'm trying to fucking buy players, sell players, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I have um, Nuno Santos, who barely fucking plays for me. I'm trying to put him up. No one's bidding. Then finally, I get two bids. One is 10.5 million vanillis from Leon. I reject it because I have a 17.5 milli vanilli bid from Southampton. I'm like, yes, except. Now, from that 17.5 milli vanilli, or from the 10.5 one from Leon, I would have only gotten 3.9 million because of a 43% transfer revenue retained Jeez. and because of money been sent to, to development other clubs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I immediately go to the board and say, I need more transfer revenue. They up it to 63. All right, I can live with that. That's fine. And then the motherfucker rejects Southampton. He's only on 16 grand a week and he rejects Southampton. He's not playing for me at all. So why the fuck are you doing it? I throw him in the under 23s. I'm like, fuck that, that this. Might, that might change his mind. Right, well, I hope so. So then Marseille and Leon come back. I managed to get the two clubs for 12 million, rejects both of them. Re- what Do, the does fuck? He, does he want to move? Well, he's not playing. He's coming to me saying, I need does he, to play. Does I'm he like, have no, like a four? Does he have like a four four years left on his contract or something? I, I, I don't even know. But I'm looking at all the and this has happened consistently now with every player that I pull for sale. Everyone's like, nah, I'm half in their value. What I what I didn't like was I've got uh, Lucas uh, Verissimo as a centre half, right? And he's worth might be worth about twenty million quid. Yeah. Looking for he's he's kind of toying around. Was like ah, uh, you know, I'm not really being played now. He had been out injured at the start of the season. He was he was on a he was on a he was coming off a long term injury. He was gone for a couple of months and uh, heading for the January window. Bayern come in with a bid. I seen that five million quid. Ugh. like fi- like who's going to entertain a bid of five million quid? Look at his value. Look at his contract. Look at his age. No. I don't. I still don't get it. I still don't get how we're being persistently lowballed when you and this is when a you when you look. Year. But when you look at some of the when you look at some of the AI transfers that are going, um, that are going. You know, like yeah. you'll see. Oh, the, whoever Joe Felix prefers for big money move or Barcelona really impressed by blah de blah ahead of potential 136 million euro move to this. It's like somebody come in and give me 120 million for Ramos and you can have him. Grand, it's 120 million. But if you come in kicking the tires with a 5 million bid and then I reject the 5 million bid and then he gets pissy because I've rejected the 5 million bid. It's like, come on, give me strength, like. It just, it's it's, uh, it's so frustrating. 
doesn't seem to work. No, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And it's been something that's been broken for a fucking long, long yeah. time. Miles Jacobson, get your shit together. Everybody's trying to buy Andreas Schildrup from uh, Norway. Yeah, well, I was only I was only seeing you bit on him, so I was putting Te- cheeky test, bits. Test, I, was, I was throwing out cheeky bits for everybody. And then like, you stand... I'd see you're up like 35 million vanillas or something. Yeah, because what happened was I put in a bid, uh, which was 2 million, because I had 2 million in cash, uh, and then like 20 million over three years and then a few kind of goal bonuses and league appearance bonuses and that kind of thing and it's like the board feel that the transfer doesn't represent value for money they've decided that they're going to be looking to cancel the proposed transfer uh, of for 30.5 million they feel a deal amounting to 26 million would be the absolute maximum they can afford although they would still view this to be on the high side I had gone to the board previously and said I want to buy this kit I just want to see what he's about. Everybody's buying him. I need to I need to get in on this action and see what the story is. And the board were like, hell no, we're not paying him. We row it out in the boardroom. I walk out and then I go, fuck this, I'm ringing his agent and we're going to put in the bid anyway. And then we get through the whole thing and then the board are like, no, we're still going to cancel it. It's way too high. So then I go back to the board and I go, what are you doing? This guy needs to be picked up. We're going to be able to like, you know, make 10 times the money off him in a couple of years. And they're like, oh, that's okay. The board have agreed to reconsider the decision to block the transfer for Andreas Schildrup. So now it looks like it's on the table and then Borussia Dortmund had been rejected and somebody else had been rejected and then Borussia Dortmund come in with like a 40 million bid and now it's like, oh well, we're stalling on our offers because we think we might be able to get a better price. So I don't know. Frustrating. This, this thing has raged on for like two weeks in game. and Raged on for 10 years in games. I make no a bid move. for a young right back called Payen. So I was paying very small money for him and a Bosnian midfielder called Kovac. And I have Bashdos oh, yeah. confirmed as coming in to shore up my Bas-dust. striking options because Palestri is going back to Manchester United. I'm trying to get rid of him Because you Santos. brought him in and you wouldn't play him. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough. See? And I was thinking about this. I was like, why? how do you decide on your settled starting 11? It's because if you get consistent sevens, every now and again, it's okay to drop underneath it, but you need to be consistently in the sevens. And when you're playing Palestrian, he's not getting that for the first few games. You're like, all right, I'm sour on you now. But is he not getting it because he's a Uruguayan kid that's been pulled out of the Premier League that's been thrown into Portugal and doesn't know anything around him? No, he needs to sure, he needs to be doing it. He needs to, he needs, like you there, need to be hitting the ground running in but, a team with me. But there are these cases for players that we keep looking at and going at and then you got to figure, I know it's a game and you would think that if it was FIFA, they would just kind of slot right in, but it's not FIFA. So there's all... Don't these, fucking blame me for his inadequacies. There's all these other factors that you have to consider. Fuck Palestri, even though he had a really good show and I was delighted. I'm actually... Oh, the World really, Cup, he was great. No, but he came on for United mm. against Everton, had a really good show and assisted he Rashford. Did, yeah. And been, I've been begging for him to get a chance at least because he's been at the club two and a half years and never really got a chance. Anyway, I have a strong starting lineup in the League Cup quarter final against Gumerez. Um Stupid squad rule... I thought at the time, I was like, oh, fuck, I need to put an under-21 in there. So I have a, a young guy called uh, Jolson Fernandez. Ugarte ends up heading it off the crossbar, but Belgio taps in after 10 minutes, and we were well on top as well. No calves does well to break free. Shot bounces off the keeper, then Edward hits the crossbar. So that's two crossbars in fucking two minutes. After 20 minutes, though, it's 2-0. Edward's finding no calves himself. Belgio barely misses from 30 yards, so he has a nice fucking shot on him, it seems. He makes it 3 though on 34. What a player. Always in the right position, I noticed. Um, Edwards gets it to Nocavs, who just squared it to him. So, I'm really 
delighted to be able to honour her same. I'm getting a few yellows though and I'm getting a bit tetchy. So I take off Ruiz and Ugarte, then uh, Reyes off as Mar says on and they immediately score in the left back position. So you take off left back, putting a new left back and then goal. R- r- coming from the right, um, which was quite annoying. Last 20 minutes, I go five at the back. I take Belgio off because he's on a yellow. Cotes is on a yellow also and Inacio is very tired. So I put Neto in a back five to help out Inacio because Cotes is on the yellow. Can't take him off. Inacio is really tired, but I don't want to take him off. So I'll just help him out with an extra man in there. Taidea goes down injured. I was like, fucking hell. Uh, I need to bring on Felipe Augusto who I'm trying to sell as well. No Cavs is tired, so I bring Simic on, and then, boom, they score. They actually score twice, Ken. It's 3-2 with five minutes to go. I think I had left the room at this time, and I came back, and I was like, holy, f- that was a lot of drama. And you, and so it's 3-2 now, and you know when there's, immediately goes to a highlight after a kickoff. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, for fuck's Y'all sake. Y'all about to get FM'd. They immediately go down. They win the ball back. Go down my end, right? Keeper saves it. Keeper passes it out to Marsa. Marsa hits a ball over to the right back position where Simic is for some reason. Simic runs from right back position all the way up to the wing, cuts into the box and buries it in the back of the net. Absolutely buries it. They nearly scored in on 89 minutes. So it was 87 they score, 88 I score, 89 then they nearly score, but they didn't. Ends 4-2. Tight air, out for five months. I have a Sadio who got injured in the Man United game, out for three months. So there's a right back and a centre <laughs> midfielder gone. Tidy. And then we have the draw for the semi-final. Yeah. Who did you say, Robbie, you were getting again? Braga? Braga in the semi-final. So what were the other two clubs that were left in the semi-final draw? Benfica Born and Sporting. And Benfica. Yeah. So I'm playing this dickhead. <laughs> oh. And you know what? It never even occurred to me that we were at the we were at the one quarter, of us would we definitely were at the quarterfinal stages yeah. and that one of us would actually draw each other. And I was like Well oh. I knew beforehand that I would be getting Braga or Gil Vicente, but obviously as a self obsessed narcissist I never thought about the fact that you would be going up against each other. Yeah. Again. So I don't know if that game is going to happen before happens. you get to play each other because you're, well, we're, we're you're due to play each other. No, we're the next three games. Yeah, no, it's oh, definitely yes. not. Definitely not. I'm definitely playing. So in the next podcast. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, unless we go painfully slow again and we get through one game. But that's I mean, that's never been done. That's also that's only preseason shit. How did your second game of the week go? Who taught it, Robbie? Went well. I got Family Cow again. Familiar Family Cow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> familiar. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Ins- insert. Familiar. Familiar. Cow. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I start with Taremi up front um, to continue the team of familiarity because I want to get him back in. Um, Pepe and Eva Nilsson are back on the wings. That was the key thing. Um, before the World Cup that I had the two of them on the wings with Octavio in behind it was Tony Martinez I've gone back to Taremi I'm chopping and changing I hate I doing that I believe he has dropped Tony anyway, Martinez I know I know but Martinez is probably a better impact sub than Taremi to be fair um, I've gone with a back line of David Carmo and Fabian Cardozo they're my two centre-backs with Manafa and Sanusu, Sanusi at left-back and right-back. Um, but I've dropped even Marsano. He's 35. He's, he's had a good, solid campaign. But I just feel like Carmo and Cardoza are probably the best pair that I have and are probably the two best individual centre-backs I have. I'll go one nil up nearly straight away. Um, 
Uribe, who has most assists this season for myself, uh, puts in a brilliant cross. He picks up that sort of, you know, that space kind of 25 yards out from goal in between the centre of the pitch and the right-hand side of the pitch. I call it the Kevin De Bruyne space, where he kind of just picks up these really, like, strange places but he's always able to put it on the tee kind of what the Brian did for Haaland in the Manchester Derby earlier this season if people remember it's a really good yeah, cross Shane remembers that don't I'm you sure he does yeah. uh, but it was just a brilliant cross now it was nowhere near that level or anything but like good cross into the far post Ivan Nilsson who I have to say is exceptional and I love wingers that do this that get in at the far post is why I love Man and Salah they just they have a kind of sniff for goals and Ivan Nilsson has it gets his head on it don't really know what the keeper's doing in all honesty uh, the ball comes in even Nilsson's at a tight angle he heads it at the near post and the keeper kind of seems to I don't know he just, just like, flap it. ignores the ball really um, it's, it's very strange but I couldn't care less I go 1-0 up um, they have very little on the counter uh, basically nothing if I'm being honest but I can't break them down um, Taremi has another pop shot before the break but it's 1-0 at half time 8 shots to 1 for me 4 of those shots have been on target so again uh, throughout the season in fairness pre-season and into the league and cup campaigns uh, I've been quite good in terms of getting shots on target um, 0.64 xG to 0.19 and again dominating possession as I did in the last game 62% at half time um, second half Otavio has a free kick that's poorly spilled by their keeper I have to say I mean it was a very tame free kick it was on the right he curls it around the wall but there was no real venom or, or power in the shot the keeper should just easily gather it he doesn't and Ivan Nilsson again showing a poacher's attitude even though he's playing on the wing follows it up slots it in and at this stage there's been times when I have been tuning it up and throwing it away there's been times when I'm tuning it up haven't thrown it away but I've been quite concerned I knew once Ivan Nilsson scored even though this is right at the start of the second half there was no way uh, Family Cow were getting back into the game and that goes to show that maybe uh, the team and myself as an actual football manager player have slightly improved from the start um, 3-0 very soon after Otavia whips in a really good free kick to Ramey heads it home for his ninth of the season which is good he's, he's getting goals yes. now and a lot of those goals have come in the recent League Cup games but he's getting one in the league continues his good form Absolutely nothing happens again. I would say that while you were right, Ken, in the sense that the games are probably more enjoyable for me in terms of I have more control in that, they're still lacking in events. You know, I'm obviously taking down exactly what's happening, but there's not a lot happening. So the goals go in and in between, there's very little of note. Um, not many chances for either side. But it's a brilliant win. 3-0. Are you, are you watching the game on extended highlights or key highlights or... Do, do we know? Key highlights. Okay. Uh, have you? Yeah. Oh. That's so why we're finishing that's games why it's at that's why. <laughs> Yeah, because I noticed that I was finishing the games... A bit earlier. A bit earlier? Yeah. I'd say I'd say try... try I watched a... The Dark Knight in between when I was finished. Jesus. Good movie. No. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, try, a, try, a, try a switch from key highlights to extended highlights for next week and see if... I don't know if I want to. See it. Well, you can still speed up the game... Like he can speed up the, the you can speed up the, speed. the speed uh, of the highlights. So things like physically move faster on the screen in front of you, um, but you may see more of those moments. That kind of line up with the stats that you're yeah, seeing is like, well, I got you know I've had sixteen shots on target or sixteen shots on goal, but I've only seen two of them because two of them were really key but you know some of the other ones might have been like nice little close off challenges yeah, we're back in the up. we're back in the league though I have uh, Vitor Gimerej who you've just uh, 
put to the sword. The <laughs> uh, pre-match question I'm asked is, while others are preparing the winter break, our schedule is busier than ever. Would I like a winter break? And I they said, always yeah. are. They need. I seen people giving out on Twitter as well about their fucking mundane. Po- fucking press conferences I used to think that maybe but that's what journalists do they ask the same uh, shit Monday you've, you've been at press conference. we've all been at press conferences how are preparations going oh how, you know how much are you looking forward journalistic point of view how much are you looking forward to the game I fucking yeah well that's a loaded question but yeah when when Brian Cody stepped down as Kilkenny manager in hurling and he was he was kind of the Alex Ferguson of Kilkenny um, I asked Eddie Brennan who was a former player did he want the job so that wasn't a boring question. No, that's not. It wasn't a boring answer either. He said he wasn't going to answer that. He said he wasn't going to answer <laughs> it. And are you seriously asking me that question? Yeah. I cried live on air that day. <laughs> that was a good day, though. That, that was, was a great was a good day. day. Um, uh, so we're on a four-match run. Can we keep it moving along? I would hope so, but they're on the attack first. And we have three yellow cards inside the first 10 minutes. Not only that, but on the 15-minute mark, we're 1-0 down, thanks to the worst defensive blunder I've seen so far this year. Gilberto, who's wearing the captain's armband again at right back, goes to clear a ball across our box, passes it straight to their strike like he may as well have just walked the ball into the back of the net himself this thing was an absolute disaster half an hour in we've had seven shots away just one on target despite all of this working the ball into the box we're bossing possession but there's a serious whack of a hangover from the 4-0 win in the quarterfinal 13 shots on goal in the first half 65% of the ball by half time 5 corners we've won but we're still 1-0 down at the break and Rafa gets booked just before the whistle goes makes it a 40 yellow card so I do what I did against Boa Vista I bring Otamendi on and I bring Arsenez on we push the defensive line up a bit Fabio Martins is coming off as it stands the board and the fans aren't really happy with Fabio Martin's recent dip in form we're going to have to have a little bit of chat we might be having a a bit of a falling out Draxler wins a penalty on 48 he gets hauled down Arsenal steps up beats the keeper on his left tucks it away in the bottom corner and now we press so ends so there's like I'm turning up the tempo uh, we're pushing up as, as high as we can uh encouraging lads to get a little bit more forward uh, bring on the overlap uh, Enzo gets a long shot away in 51 keepers looks like he's got a hand in it but it's over the bar Arujo comes on Ramos comes off he hasn't had the greatest of games up front again I think he's still a little bit tired João Mario comes on uh, Luis comes off almost have a winner on 79 but it is in the net in 80 minutes Arsenez and João Mario set it up João Mario with a long ball over the top to Arsenez on the edge of the box first time pass to Arujo who's running through makes it 2-1 this was a great goal and then 92 minutes on the clock Arsenez in for a second dinks the keeper he has barreled his way through traffic this was like who um, oh, was it Alvarez that goal for yeah. Argentina that against Croatia that was it where just like he was just ploughing through lads but had a rub of the green at the same time like the ball just happened to fall in the right spot Suarez you see that this was exactly that Arsenez the same thing just bursts his way through traffic ball is at his foot dinks the keeper 3-1 absolutely inspired substitution uh, serious turnaround for the second half to come back from 1-0 down Enzo on a yellow card and Morato on a yellow card mean they're going to both miss the semi-final against Sporting we're still not top of the table mind you Enzo is missing Enzo is missing nice yeah so you nice. won't have him to deal with 
Ah. That's my little gift to you. Someone who week. I won't have to deal with is, remember I brought in Loriente on loan? Yeah. He's absolutely, or not on loan, on trial. He's ripping up the fucking league. Oh. Yeah. He's in like the ratings of like 7.2. Now he has five goals and 15 appearances, but still like, that's some fucking, that's not bad. Uh, Stefan Kovic, he's secured as a replacement for Ty Dare, who is out for six months. So he's oh shit, was that season. how much the fall cost him? Six yeah. months? A broken leg. Oh wow. He's uh, gone. 450 grand. I got him for I'm trying to sell Ty Dare Philippe Augusto we won't get Ty Dare sold but no. a six month injury no uh, can you terminate his contract nah I'd have to pay him a bit um, I see that you make a bid for Mexican Macias yeah so I do too <laughs> but you had the cash to, to meet I his didn't. minute to I meet honestly his I didn't I had to delay the delay the transfer twice <laughs> I was expecting the Nuno Santos deals to go through oh, okay. not at all nah, he looks but then I, I started looking into some clauses I was like, I'm cashing in on these fucking three clauses. Oh, I think I forgot it made, that as well. I think it made about two point five million. Wonder is there any Darwin Nunes money I can claim? Yeah, and I and then that. I started I, I started thinking, going, oh, the Argentinian leagues, the American leagues, a lot of leagues contracts will be finished in for December. January. Yeah. So I I picked up that guy uh, paying. I picked up one or two guys um, based on that. So uh, I was quite happy with that. And what? And oh. And, oh, and. I almost forgot. <laughs> How could you forget? Confirmed. This game is on the 31st of December, but confirmed coming to Portugal, to Sporting Lisbon, from Argentina, from River Plate, is the one, the only, De La Cruz. He's back, baby. He's fucking back. Two Did years you ever on. end up signing him? No, I tried. Ha! Tried to get him and to I the got Premier him League, free. and fucking Everton beat me to him. And then he ended up in Man United, and I was like, oh, "I'm never going to get this lad." I got him on free. Uh, next up for me is Aruka Chaka, Ruka, Ruka, Ruka Chaka. Uh, we, we must be following a. We must be following a similar league. Because I got a Ruka in my next game as well. I'm only noticing that now. Uh, strong team starting, best 11, four minutes in, a really good throwing routine. And Asio comes running from the six yard box and draws their lad out, picks up the ball, passes it to a runner that's running towards the box. That runner ended up being no cast, and uh, we ended up going 1 0 up. I love watching Marisa as well, just a fucking fabulous player. He's always around the, the pitch. We're all over them for the next 20 minutes. They tackle Poro on their box. And their player gets injured. I love when that happens. Uh, I'm watching a crazy AEW match at the time. It's a ladder match between six guys. It's fucking insane. I do a bit of Demi Moore because fuck Gwyneth Paltrow. Approaching half time, I have 12 shots with only four on target. So I go more attacking and work ball into the box. Then on 44, Morita absolutely buries it from outside the box. Poro sets him up, two touch, rifled into the net. Belgium's been quiet. He better not be Like too quiet Yeah he's been a bit quiet So I've been like ah, Is this the second half Of the season syndrome yeah, Edwards has a tight hammy So he comes off Beljo's off Simic and Santos is on Simic makes it 3-0 Unreal Need to sign him on a permanent deal I have 8.25 milli vanilli clause in there but I don't have 8.25 milli vanillis uh, I worked ball into the box didn't work because I had 24 shots and 8 on target but I ended up winning 3-0 and then I get a little notification at the end unlocked an achievement the people's champ I've gained high supporter confidence oh A plus congratulations thank you very much I have not gotten that far myself yet Robbie were you uh, like going to do any transfer business no no, there's like, you, you like guys, even even getting rid of anyone. You've pre-contract no. guys signing pre-contracts with other clubs. Yeah, I was going to just say that. Um, 
I have a lot of players that are out of contract. The most notable being Urebi, Manafa and Marsano. And I'm not going to get them to sign a contract because you're it won't be a second season. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, was, so that was kind of my... Yeah, I know. That's what I, always, I always like securing the club, though. I'm very cold and distant about the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if I, if I was to achieve my goals this year and Porto were to go into administration and cease to exist I would be very apathetic towards that <laughs> does that make sense fucking killer over here oh yeah stone cold yeah yeah the virus um, <laughs> it's Maritimo, Maritimo at home next for me I'm expecting is, it, is this your last game of the week God, it's not. No. Oh, jeez. I have to, we, we I have, got, I have to I climb up this table. To do. I have to climb up this table. I'll go very quickly on this then. Um, Otavio, who's absolutely flying it, uh, with a ball in from a corner against set pieces. I am doing really well at, at the moment. I think Gruwich is a key to that. He actually gets the goal. Otavio whips it in. Taremi wins the header. He flicks it on. Gruwich with another header. It's a nice goal. If you, if you could see it, it would have been nice. You didn't see it, so, so be it. We'll move it on. They level it up, but it's actually disallowed for offside. Moreno, it was a beautiful ball all across the goal but he was just standing offside so I was absolutely delighted with that I was doing all that VAR stuff where you're like is it going to be allowed is it going to be disallowed and it was disallowed Um, just doing it for show at this stage because sometimes it's obviously going to happen what what is like uh, oh sorry on the other side of things when it's like oh uh, we're going to see if it's offside you're like motherfucker scored from his own half oh oh (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Pepe has two shots that are well saved. Pepe playing off the right and Carmo has a header and then Gruwich and Taremi have headers as well. These are all coming from corners and free kicks. I must say, wide free kicks. So I am... Sorry, this is young Pepe. Sorry, yeah, he got rid of yeah, old Pepe. Who baby, announced his international retirement as well in like the start of Aww. last night's action? Papa Pepe. Yeah. Papa <laughs> Pepe's gone. Baby Pepe is scoring for me. Baby. Um, ah! <laughs> Mario! <laughs> Um, Tremaine and Gruwich as I said had headers I get a penalty again a lot of penalties I realised this season and particularly last night when I was playing are coming from me putting in corners and referees giving penalties for fouls from people being dragged down or whatever and I think that's the most unrealistic thing I can think of because I never can recollect a penalty where a referee gives for somebody dragging in the box from a corner it's an absolute pet peeve of mine in real life but it happened um uh, it's a pepe peeve. Yeah, it's a pepe peeve. Um, a pop a pop a pepe peeve. Um, I get the penalty to Remy who missed one. It was it was funny actually. Before he was lining up, he missed one at the first game of the season. I remember thinking, yeah, he's not going to score. Mm. He, he lined this up, and I thought he'll finish it, and he just slots it down the middle low. And I thought, yeah, he's improving. Fair play. Okay. Tuna up at half time. He actually hits the post from a brilliant header from about 15 yards out just before half time. Tuna up, absolutely dominating. Again, I go back to, as I said a little bit earlier, at times when I was tuna up, 1 0 up, whatever it may be, I would have thought I'm in a bit of bother here. I could concede at any time, whatever. Never, ever thought Maritimo would get back into this game. They do have a good chance right to start the second half. They come through one on one, um, and Diego Diogo Costa makes a good save. They're applying a lot of pressure, but not real pressure where you're thinking, you know, you're going to buckle here or your your backs are against the wall. It was more so they had possession, and I was maybe penned in a small bit, but not against my will. Really, more so happy to contain them. Um, I have a string of five consecutive corners then around the hour mark. Uh, I'm applying a lot of pressure at this stage, and you can kind of tell that the third goal is going to 
the third goal is going to come um, and Pepe scores an absolute rocket it's a corner from Otavio it comes out to Pepe and he just picks it up on the edge of the box like gets to the second ball first the, the kind of rebound and he f- absolutely whacks it into the top corner off the crossbar and in akin to Tony Aboa nowhere near it but similar to it in the sense that it was just a rocket that just arrowed right into the top corner and a beautiful goal I got 3-0 up at that stage um, this is after 75 minutes uh, they get a goal back it's not a great goal to concede if I'm being honest they pull it back and um, it's it's Boeto uh, shoots from about 20-25 yards out it's a good finish low and hard into the bottom corner but frustrating that I couldn't keep a clean sheet to be honest with you it was something that I'm trying to do a lot more of and it's just a bit sloppy and you know not playing for the full 90 How minutes are you trying to keep a clean sheet like what are you yeah well I've gone away from if you remember I was kind of if I led I was going to cautious yeah Um, I've gone away from that because I think would you, that that you was probably gone immediately to cautious. Yeah, but well, not immediately at half time. Yeah. Um. But I think that was leading to a lot of you're just inviting people. On it, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't think there's a necessity to do that unless you're playing against <laughs> um a team of a similar or better level, really. And even at that, you'd want to watch it. Um. But look, it's a win. I win three one. I've twenty five shots in the game. Eleven of them are on. Eleven of them are on target, and I have an xG of two point eight nine. So I did really bombard them and at this stage I'm up to four in the table which is the highest I've been for quite some time 27 points from 15 games and um, from there before I play Hill Vicente I have to reject a lot of transfer bids for my players Hey, well uh, transfer business and I'm going to wrap up on my last game of the week Uh, Peter Musa uh, my Croatian forward in his 23-24 he scored three or four goals in the league already this season Uh, he's out the gap he's gone to Wolfsburg um uh just looking for just looking for a move, looking looking for more playing time and with Ramos there and with Arujo after really coming into a big run of form, he's not gonna get the games and I probably have one or two young lads that if I'm stuck stuck, I could get somebody in there. Says he and hope that I don't hit any injuries. Uh, Joe Victor is being sold off to Ajax for eight and a half million. Uh, I'm bringing in Igor Strazalek from Legia, uh Warsaw, I presume. Um, one of the young players, 18 years old, uh, scouts came back with an A minus rating as one for the future. So I'm like, do you know what? Let's let's see what you can do. Uh, and I've also signed Oni Valakari from Paphos. Plays in Finland. Born in Scotland. Looks class at six foot two. We're all that typing that you were talking about. Looking for fucking Vanderkids. That's what it was. It was you. Oh, that was me. That yeah. that absolutely must have been it. That's why I have the great scouting network that I do and the super coaching network that I do and everything else that I do. Uh, border view. Uh, that's there. My job is stable. The border like C plus. Uh, the supporters are like B minus. They're very much delighted with Arujo's performances, uh, the league win over Gamarage, uh, Arsenal's performances, but very much disappointed in Fabio Martins and Chiquino and a few others, bits and bobs. So we go and we take on Aruko. You've just played them. Uh, they're on three defeats in a row, uh, two draws before that. We're now coming off the back of five straight wins, which was preceded by three straight defeats. Got a strong side out. Arsenal starts in the middle because Enzo suspended. Otamendi and Verissimo start at the back because Morato suspended. Gilberto gets hauled down in the box six minutes into the game. Arsenal steps up penalty. 
rinse and repeat bottom right corner tucks it away 1-0 uh, watching some lovely work between Fabio Martins and Ramos Martins really needs to get in a good performance here but the finish is lacking should have been 2-0 on the quarter hour mark Rafa tests the keeper from distance curls around the outside of the post also need to revisit uh, my corner strategy I say this every season and every time I pick a new tactic I'm like oh I didn't set up corners uh, I gotta do that I'll get a little I'm getting little from them I should say for this week we win four free kicks inside the last 10 minutes Grimaldo has picked up a knock he's taken all of the free kicks and all of them within an inch of a goal each time XG is up to 1.94 at the break there is definitely a second goal in this at half time I bring on David Neres because pre-game the fans were like we really want to see David Neres in this game making his return from injury and he's been out for a couple of weeks so he comes on at halftime give him 45 minutes Ristich is coming on for Grimaldo because he's got the knock and then at 68 it all pays off now I've made a load of positional switches I've moved Arsenez from Enzo's position on the right of a midfield two into AMC I've got Rafa out in the right wing I've got Neres on the left and I've dropped Draxler into the middle where Arsenez was uh, and it's really paying off um, we get uh, not sure who got the goal but we went 2-0 uh, up Silva, Ba and Mario come on Ottomani, Gilberto and Luis come off if for the last 10 minutes Rafa gets a third one ruled out for offside close out the game for 2-0 win it makes 6 wins on the bounce Neres Funnily enough, the best performer on the pitch, he's only played 45 minutes and then he goes and he praises me after the game for standing by him during his lengthy spell on the sidelines. Six weeks out, sprained knee ligaments, he came on, he got man of the match against Ruka, player declared he was hoped and had hoped he would be able to repay his manager with more similar performances. Boom, he's class. Right, you ready for my soliloquy because I got to go and do some do some so- work. Soliloquizes. I have two games, okay? I'm going to bust through them. Very quickly. <coughs> right. Salamenko, same team. Wanted to give Sam Curtis on the bench because uh, I bought him, but he was injured. Motherfucker. I don't have a great feeling about this because they start talking about, oh, they've been unbeaten for X amount of times, X amount of times. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker, we've won eight in a row or something like that. And they're like, oh, can they go to 10? It's like, this isn't going to go well. Um, we're bursting out of the traps, though. The ball is bouncing about, pinging it. Belgio busts off a shot. Edwards dancing around them. Six shots, one on target in the first 15 minutes. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Realize defensively, I'm a bit snookered if Inacio or Cotes gets injured I'm like oh shit I only have Neto and St. Juice there and they're not good enough finally on 38 minutes Trincao breaks the deadlock Porro with a lovely through ball Trincao finishes Inacio is just absolutely fucking banjax he's so tired keep playing him uh though because we have a week break after this game Belgio's playing shite again St. Juice on for Inacio now as he's spent I go more attacking and a bit of Demi Moore because fuck going to Paltrow Belgio misses a 1v1 so I'm like right off Simic on um, take no calves off for a young young Fernandez, a different Fernandez than the one I was talking about the Portuguese sure do fucking love that name thought Morata scored with a little touch there Keeper pulls off a miraculous save. Last seven minutes, I bring on Palestri um, and I focus on win playing. They crack the post with five to go. Porro, honestly, he's, I attempt to time waste, honestly takes about a minute to take a throw. A full minute. Wow. Ends up and I tear into him after. We win 1-0, but I, I tear into him. I'm still trying to sell all these players. That Macias transfer gets delayed. I need half a milli vanilli. Uh, Santos still won't fucking agree to go Rochina won't go Taide Augusto the Greek guy um, and then Inacio gets injured he's out for two weeks I'm like oh fuck uh, Nunes though who I sold to Wolves is one appearance away from making half a million for me so that's alright and uh, I move all those players that I'm trying to sell into the B team 
and that actually takes away from the your commitments on transfer yeah. and, and on wages and I didn't know that so that was grand right last game I'm going to, I'm going nuclear as well with Santos I'm like you remember Benjani's story with Harry Redknapp trying to push him on the plane to leave Portsmouth to go to Man City that's what I want to do to Santos anyway Santa Clara that's who I'm up against um, same team all my youth played under 23 games so my bench is a bit suspect so I couldn't really change much Inacio is the only change for Saint uh, Juiced Belgio missing chances he otherwise would have fucking stuck and then as I was typing that he sticks one no calves over the top penalty then uh, ruled out via VAR I was like motherfucker I started to go more wide on attack because I'm feeling they're so compact that it's getting really congested there and hence the shitty conversion of shots mm. and like a 14 shots only 3 on target then they get 1 shot on target and score one all and I'm bemused by all the shots that were fucking taken looking after it. it's like snapshots hey that's what Robbie said earlier continuity um, they go close with a header right after half time then I have a good scoring opportunity uh, but we couldn't even fucking hit the target uh, no Demi Moore I go encouraged this time um, two free kicks on the edge of the box I crack the wall with the two free kicks Right on the edge. Perfect goal scoring opportunity. We're absolutely battering him. Edward whips it in. Belgio tapping. Fucking swear the keeper spawned into position. He was like nowhere near the ball and then spawned into the centre of the goal. Dela Cruz comes on for Edwards. Bastos comes on. Kovac comes on. It's 4-2-2-2. Belgio nearly sets up Bastos with his first touch for the club since he returned. Misses the sitter. I go full. Leroy Jenkins. Last 10 minutes. Santa Clara towards the bottom end of the table like you see. Uh, the bench is very weak. Other than that, I can't make my five substitutions and I'm looking at it and I'm going, there's no way we're going to fucking score. There's no end product there. Trinkout heads the ball in a perfect heading position like a back pass to their keeper motherfucker in the end I go 3-2-2-3 Simic comes on ends one all at 30 shots Ken fucking 30 shots I pick up one point fucking talking about records and shipping broke why am I always storming out of this fucking podcast this <laughs> is bullshit because we always leave the recording so close to a bullet motherfucker <laughs> right I have to go fucking bullshit bullshit <laughs> See, this is what we have. He's in a healthy mental state. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have to put up with, lads. This is this is this is where it goes. I presume you've got one more game, do you? I do have one more game. Well, very quickly, I'll go through the transfers because I did get a lot of bids in. Okay. Uh, Tottenham were looking for Octavio. Is the most Tottenham thing I've ever seen in my life. He's worth thirty million. They try and get him for twenty million. I'm just like this is what I fucking hate if he's worth 30 million and the market says he's worth 30 million don't be dicking around and going oh we'll do 20 million and it's then so you, and though, then you put it you try and stick it up to 40 million and they're like no or the player goes like oh why did you reject it you gotta that's that's way too high a fee for me it's like oh, I don't give a shit what you think yeah. it's like this is what we want do you remember I don't I don't know if you remember this now I think Luis Diaz he's got a lot of praise rightfully so but I don't think he's necessarily the game changer yet that man it was in terms of being a replacement for Liverpool but Tottenham had him but they wouldn't give him an extra I think it was five grand a week in wages or something along those lines I remember reading it being like how Tottenham is that <laughs> it's isn't it like they just try and kick on as a club and it's the bare minimum they just won't do it what's frightening is I had a look at Luis Diaz last night because I was going, I had a sniff around the Liverpool team to see if there was anybody that wasn't playing yeah. that I might be able to get out on loan for the rest of the season. Luis Diaz, you know, reported transfer value in game at the current time is between two hundred and eighty three and three hundred and fourteen million euro. The fuck? Yeah. 
Now, I don't know if you go to put in a bid, are Liverpool going to be like, y'all got to, you yeah. know, pony up yeah. like 300 million quid in order to get Luis Diaz away? But that's what it's that's what it's saying. A couple of players that are clearly marked not for sale. Um, but yeah, that's some big money. Jesus Christ. Well, that's very unrealistic in fairness. Big money. Um, other players... Uh, Brighton want Andrade on a free he actually rejects them that would have been at the end of the season he's one of those players out of contract um, I'm still on a C I should say from the board and the supporters so quite average um, Newcastle come in for my goalkeeper Diogo Costa for 25 million again I rejected that's Ooh. more opinion. and actually Ajax make a strange suggestion they want Pepe who plays on the right wing baby Pep that is um, they want him on loan for the rest of the season I just thought it was just strange. With with any reasonable fees or wages covered? No, or? no, they co- I think they cover a lot of wages or, or something like that. But okay. I'm just being like that. It's a bit strange. You either go all in or don't go in at all. Anyway, um, I'm off the back of seven wins in a row going into this Hill Vicente game. And my next three games are Hill Vicente, who are ahead of me, Sport and Lisbon, who obviously have a mentally unstable manager. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> And Porto Menense, which is the Battle of the Ports. Oh, yeah. Um, so three big games coming up. It starts with Hill Vicente. I'll fly through this because I know we want to wrap up. Um, supporters expect a win. The board expects a draw. I'm kind of thinking I need to win. Usually I'll be quite pragmatic in these games against good opposition away from home. But I'm at this stage, I'm like, I'm 11 points off the lead. I think I'm eight off you, if I'm correct in saying. Or maybe it's five and you have a game in hand, I think <laughs> it is. Or something along those lines. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to have to make me move at some stage. They absolutely bossed the opening exchanges. They hit the post. I have a header. That they have a header that's cleared off the line by one of my men on the post from a corner. Um, but from nowhere, and again, this is where set pieces are proven crucial. I take the lead 33 minutes in. A beautiful Octavio corner. And they really are brilliant corners from him. Um, finds David Carmo, again, my centre-back, who I've reintroduced into the starting eleven on a more consistent basis. He puts a bullet header past the goalkeeper. I'm 1-0 up proves very very crucial Um, really the only big thing about this game was Otavio who's been flying it I have to say his corners his free kicks his general play is outstanding bit of a disaster he comes off injured now this was happening so late last night I haven't actually checked the severity of the injury but fingers crossed he's now out for too long Um, I bring on Franco in his place hasn't had a lot of game time this season he seems like the best player to slot in behind Taremi Um, Fajimito for them has a 1v1 but he um, fails to score hits it wide Diogo Costa is a pretty intimidating presence quite a good goalkeeper I'm 1-0 up at the break but I'm very lucky and just to stress how lucky I am David 8 shots to 4 4 of those shots were on target I've only had the 1 on target that obviously went in from David Carmo um, David XG of 0.89 to 0.35 the only thing I'm up in is possession so they are quite by far I would say the best team in the game but I'm sticking in it being quite resolute and the most important thing obviously is the only stat that really matters is that I'm 1-0 up um, Franco has a free kick early in the second half what happens at the start of the second half and this kind of continues on um, there's like a crescendo from my team in the sense that we quieten them down at the start and then we come more and more into the game in the second half and we don't allow them to dictate the tempo or the style of game yeah. um, like they did in the first half he's a free kick um, easily saved doesn't really do anything but they have a half chance with 10 minutes to go they're applying a bit more pressure as it goes on obviously they're going a lot more offensive um, I am thinking maybe there's a sneaky chance they're going to get a draw with this which, which would be um, cataclysmic really for me um, 
Sorry, that's just a good use the of word. good use of the word cataclysmic. Well, thanks. thanks. And how your perception on on how things seem to have shifted. Although, Grant, to be fair, you've picked up like seven straight wins. I have, yeah, a lot of them in the League Cup and fairness. And as I said, not against great opposition. These are the best opposition I've faced in that run. Yeah, by far, really. I know I, I know I played Porto Manenche in the League Cup, but they obviously weren't full strength um, either. Um, they have a half chance, as I said, and then I go tune it up. It's brilliant play down the right-hand side. I think there's five or six passes that come together. Gets it into baby Pep. He slots into Franco and makes a brilliant run. I love midfielders that make the run beyond uh, the back line. And he fires a pass to goalkeeper at the far post. This is from the right. He slots it into the far left corner. Big, big win. And just to stress how good I was in that second half, as I mentioned there, the stats at half time, they dominated and were probably twice as good in many areas as I was. Um, 10 shots each at the end of the game, four shots each on target at the end of the game, bearing in mind they had four shots on target at half time, so no shots on target for them um, in the second half, three for me. An XG of 1.19 to 0.98, so I've closed that and it's quite equal, even though I come out with a 2 0 win, which isn't expected. And I improved my possession to 59% I'm up to third in the table 30 points from 16 games it's not great um, in the sense that I would always say you've got to average in the first half of the season minimum two points a game uh, to kind of find yourself in and around the push for the title you probably even need more than that looking at where you yourself and Shane are I'm now within nine points of the lead I should say following Shane's um, drawn his last game and I do have 13 points from my last five games and that's crossed between the two that have happened since um, the World Cup ended and the three before that as well so there's a good run of form going there and obviously that chunk of games that I won all of them in the cup uh, in the league cup and the Portuguese cup yeah plus Um, when you beat Sporting next week and that that cuts the gap to that cuts the gap between you and Sporting to six well that's a must win isn't it I'm at that stage now if you remember if you remember at the start of the podcast my ideal scenario not ideal obviously ideal scenario is you win every game but was I beat the teams that are below me um, basically clean slate against the bottom half home and away you win them all um, you win the majority of games from about 6 down um, home and away again or you try your best to do that obviously within um, the confines of reality if you yeah. will and then kind of from there up you're playing against stronger teams try and get your wins at home try and get your draws away but basically average in around 2 points per game in those big big games and you'll be doing fine that has gone out the window now in terms of if there's a sneaky chance that I have to win the title and I'm not really sure if I do in all honesty I'm going to have to beat Shane twice and I'm going to have to beat you when I play at the drag out I think that's at a minimum yeah but you'd you'd do that and you'd be surprised you do that and all of a sudden you could be top of the league I think the likelihood of that has increased Uh, do I think it it will happen it, it should I'd hope it would because you've gotten to spend a bit more yeah a bit more time with it and play around a little bit with it and invest a little bit with it but at the same time like while you're while you're developing as a player of football manager your squad are developing as the season goes on this is very true and I actually noticed the familiarity with the trainings and the formation and personnel and all that are going up big time yeah which is probably why I've seen an increase in performance levels as well but I just can't help but think was it 5-0 Five one? Did I get a goal against you? I think I did. I don't know. It was a very five or six one. I mean, it was bad. Like, yeah, it's, it was very bad, and uh, there was no way I knew how to stop the bleeding. Even how to get it. Look, I'll just stop it at three or four here. It's it's, it's yeah. getting bad because um, if he smells blood. So yeah, that's the thing. There is a, there is a gap. In, there is a gap in um, knowledge bank. 
in terms of I'm obviously more intelligent than both of you in every other aspect of life. Well, <laughs> no, I joke. But uh, no, in terms of this, like you, you do know things that I just don't. Simple as that. And that makes you superior players. But you, but can, you, can, you, can, only, you can only watch what is in front of you. And my, experience, yeah. and my experience of playing Shane is that Shane will watch... Like like when we were talking yesterday mm. about about the two D view for for the game, yeah, 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 he will he will watch where the spaces are and look to go. Actually, do you know what? There's a bit more space over there. I'm going to shift and I'm going to focus play down the left. Yeah. I'm going to focus play down the right. You're playing a bit high. I'm going to go direct. I'm going to try and go over the top. I'm going to cut in behind you. Yeah. You're taking things a bit slow. I'm going to muscle you out of mm. it. Or you've got midfielders that are shy on bravery and decision making so I'm going to go hard tackling on yeah. these boys and try and rattle them a little bit it's, all, all it's, these the, it's the attention to detail that you have that I just I think first of all you have better concentration skills and are more patient with it than I am I, I get in, I wouldn't say incredibly frustrated but mildly frustrated with it and I just think I'll let it run its course see how it goes and where I should be stepping in at times and going look this isn't right um, and the second thing that I was going to say was I'm actually looking forward to that game if I win it and it's at home and I haven't lost at home in the league this season I should say that that's a big thing to carry into if I win it I think it really does ramp up the everything I think then I am in a title race 100% 100% so I think it's something to look forward because to for, for everyone listening and, and we'll, we'll finish, we'll finish it we'll finish it on this as we hit near 90 minutes um, Sporting are top of the table 16 games played 12 wins 3 draws 1 defeat 23 goal difference and 39 points out of 16 games I am behind I didn't get to play the last the last uh, round of games so I have a game yeah, in, I've seen that I have a game in hand with 35 points so I win that game in hand and there's a point between myself and Shane mm. still uh, Porto are uh, third 16 games uh, you've won nine you've drawn three you've lost four you've a positive goal difference of four but you've got 30 points there you're a point clear of Gil Vicente in fourth you're three clear of Braga in fifth and four clear of uh, Gamarish in uh, sixth it's tight enough and it's- at this stage of going when you've got Shane twice and you've got me in there again like you said there's absolutely points to be taken yeah. for, for everybody like. no there are definitely but I think it is it is that case now where if I were to draw with Shane you'd f- you'd find it hard to see how I get well I'd take, I'd take a draw race. anyway because it plays into my I know that yeah, yeah well but, but what, I'm, what I mean is I suppose like it isn't a case of you know you and Shane really aren't dropping points every three games even you know there, there's there's runs of victories there that mean just to keep up or to keep the gap as it is now I have to mm. do that which is less likely um, so it, that's why next week is massive I think if I win it if I get first of all I have a, I have a first game to come um, I'm not sure exactly who I am playing but I'm playing somebody I have to win that game first up and then I have to be chained I think if I do that we're in for a water in the second half of the season. Yes, I love it. Uh, on that note, that's where we leave things for this week and a lovely lengthy discussion about all things football manager in the KCLR and scoreline.ie studios. You can catch the podcast on the website. It's fmfshow.com or on Twitter. It's at fmfshow. And you get a new podcast in your ears every Friday, wherever you do your podcast listening. We will talk to you again next week. Thanks for your ears. Good luck. Uh-huh. 
The Football Manager Football Show. Brought to you by scoreline.ie.